Will's heart nearly burst with the glory of it. I wish I could come with you, he said breathlessly. I know I can't, sure enough, but I wish I could. Not that I'll be any trouble. I mean, I can manage without eating much. And of course, I wouldn't say nothing, not if we was in company. George looked out through the barn window at the sunset. The fleeces that floated above the gold and scarlet trees were glowing with embers of promise. No, he said, though not unkindly. You can't come. Being a soldier, fighting, that's the way a man takes control of his life, makes a position for himself. You're too young for that yet, Will. Besides, being too foolish. Will sighed. It was true. No army would want him, a green idiot, an orphan, cluttering up its great deeds. Besides, went on George, they will have use for you, Will, once I'm gone. George hung his pack out of sight in the darkest corner of the barn. It was true that George would be badly missed. So many of the men had left to go to war that it was already a struggle to have everything about the house running to time, to have the firewood chopped and rooms dusted and meals served and fires made up exactly to the minute. Will had only ever once caught a glimpse of the master, for the master did not venture outside. But every moment of Will's life was regulated according to his rule. "'I will try to be a help to everyone,' Will said, doubtfully. "'And as for Rosie, well, sometimes she laughs at my foolish ways.' George patted his shoulder. "'Good man,' he said. "'I'll rely on you to look after her for me.'" Chapter 2 "'What do you mean, George isn't there?' demanded Mr. Gilfrey, glaring over his tankard of amber breakfast ale. Will couldn't remember how to speak. He couldn't even remember how he usually managed to stand up, for his knees kept buckling and getting in each other's way. "'He's not in his bed, Mr. Gilfrey,' he blurted out. "'Well,' said Mrs. Keene, the cook, comfortably, reaching across the table for the gravy jug, "'he's on his way, I expect. It's not like George to miss his breakfast, is it, Mr. Gilfrey?' "'That's neither here nor there.' announced Mr. Gilfrey with a sharp tap on the sallow deal of the table. There's no place in this house for lateness, as we all well know. Will, you better come and sit down now, or you'll have to be finishing before you've started. For the first time in his life, Will didn't want to eat. When he'd first come from the almshouse, he'd hardly been able to believe the amount of food on the table. Pink roast meat, creamy potatoes, more than he could eat there was because he'd set out to clear up every scrap, and he'd hardly been able to believe it when he'd been defeated at last. Mrs. Keene washed down her fried onions with a genteel sip at her tankard. "'I'll put a nice bit of steak aside for George, Mr. Gilfrey. I'll be able to fry it up quickly for him when he comes in, and with nobody any the wiser, for the mistress will be doing the accounts all morning.' "'Thank you, Mrs. Keene,' said Mr. Gilfrey. "'But if he's not here, then he must go without.' He knows the master's rule. Will kept his trap shut, as George had said, but he wished so much he could tell them. If they only knew that George had gone off to be a soldier, a bright red soldier, and when he was but fifteen years old, too, they would be so proud. Mr. Gilfrey shot Will a blue glance. Will, he said, quietly enough, do you know what George is up to? Will had luckily got his mouth full of gristle. He chewed energetically and tried to forget that George had always said he was the world's worst liar. To be honest, 
He didn't even speak the truth all that easily. Well, do your will. Everyone was staring at him, Mrs. Keene and Mr. Keene the butler, and two whole rows of chewing underservants. Will's tongue withered in his mouth. Mr. Keene belched slightly. <coughs> George will have an explanation when he returns, Mr. Gilfrey, I'm sure, and it's not likely that the mistress will realise he's missing, not of a Tuesday morning. Well, I hope his explanation will be a good one, said Mr. Gilfrey, who had been a soldier himself in his younger days and was still inclined to military severity. People gave each other anxious sideways looks. They were all fond of George, even Toby the garden boy, who was only really contented in the company of his spade and his dunghill, would do things if George asked him. Well, he did since George had tumbled him into the green slime of the pond anyway. As long as